Hey, big love fam. Welcome to Super Freak. This is a high vibe podcast, y'all, exploring all things frequencies, how they govern form, shape our realities, and are the key to living from your full potential. It's non-woo combos about super woo shit, unpacking what I call the science of self, from body and soul literacy to the power of understanding vibration, higher consciousness, quantum physics, and spiritual psych. Let this podcast become a resource for you on your journey to self-mastery. If you're curious and ready to free your mind, unlock the body, and truly become limitless, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Tally. This is Super Freak, awakening for the next gen. Let's go. All right, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Super Freak, where I am going to unpack spiritual debt, karma, and reincarnation because not only has it been in the field and I've been sitting with this episode for a little while, but this concept that I'll talk about a little bit later called dark money and dark debt and all these variations of inversions, because truly this is an inverted matrix, right? We have to experience the opposite of all the things that we aren't in order to experience who we truly are at spirit level, which is just pure potential. So the Grand Canyon level abyss that we're experiencing right now of the deep levels of polarization coming off of 2023, which was all about the revelation, things coming to light and us becoming deeply aware of the fact that we have been grossly bamboozled for a very long time. Humanity is having a reckoning. 2024 is going to be about the reconciliation of all of that well into 2030, but that's for the predictions podcast. But back to spiritual debt, a lot of what I work on in sessions is about removing blocks towards abundance, towards accessing more of yourself, more of your innate potential. And without a greater understanding of what spiritual debt is, how spiritual debt is created, and how to unravel yourself from it, then it's going to be more of a reliance on me and less of a greater empowering knowledge opportunity for you. So let's dive into it. First, we need to unpack the word karma because you hear it a lot in Buddhism. You hear it a lot thrown around this, the new age community, but really karma is just action. That's what it means. Not fate. It means action. So in Buddhism, for example, karma is an energy created by willful actions through thoughts words, and deeds. We're all creating karma every minute, if that's the case. The way I look at it is these are all open-ended loops, okay? A thought form comes into your mind, and then you choose to create more momentum behind that thought form, and it creates an open loop or an open-ended loop that has not been completed yet fulfilled so it can collapse and move back into the all that is in a resting state, already manifested and completed. Things that do not get manifested or observed or created go into their resting state. So karma is simply an action that has been started, but not finished or completed. So that applies to all different areas of our life. And by the way, you will find this very apparent in certain people who are hoarders, who start projects and can't finish them. All of those are symptoms. Those are underlining patterns around scarcity and some type of debt. Either you feel like you don't have enough, or you're always going to run out, or you have to hold on to things because of that, or 
you are always in a state of just in case, or you're going to start a new project with that new idea and then never finish it because that is fulfilling some prophecy around somehow you're just not going to be good enough and that this idea is going to be the big moneymaker. Okay, let's move on to how you know you have spiritual debt and how to unravel yourself from it. Again, any debt that is accrued related to money over the course of lifetimes that is out of alignment with your highest self is debt. All right, I'm going to say that again. Essentially, any action that is related to money that is out of alignment with your highest self goes into the spiritual debt bucket. Okay, it's kind of like its own nodal point in space and time as you navigate and move through linear time in an avatar body. Meaning as you're going through lifetimes, whether or not you're in the physical form or non-physical, because there's many timelines, many versions of you happening all simultaneously, you're just putting your awareness on one, the incarnation you have now. Any action that is out of alignment with your highest intention and highest self is created and accrued as debt. This can look like oaths, blood oaths, verbal agreements, handshakes, conversations, donations against your better knowing or will. We see this a lot in churches. I worked on a couple where I had one person who was really, really religious and the other person who was totally agnostic and they would use their joint account or the one person who was really religious would use their joint account to make donations to the Catholic church. And it caused a lot of problems in the relationship That, for example, because there is a mutual agreement and because the other person is just letting the person make the donations because they don't want to cause further strife in the relationship is actually starting to accrue debt on this person's behalf as well. By the way, in order to kind of remove yourself out of that is you literally just can declare a cancel, clear, delete on any of the agreements that your spouse is making and start to separate yourself out of the, that mastermind or mini mind that you create with your significant other or partner. So you guys are a unit. Typically two or more people that get together create a higher level of intelligence. That's how alchemy kind of works. So when you're in relationship with your highest self, you're in relationship with this higher aspect of yourself. But when you and your highest self get together with another person in their highest expression, you can really start to alchemize at very potent levels. And that's the power of group. That's the power of more than one person. We're not meant to do anything alone. It is not the vibe. So the idea is that you are sovereign within yourself and then your counterpart is sovereign within themselves, regardless if you're in any type of dynamic or friendship or relationship. And then there is agreements that you make together, agreements that you're not a part of, but just through your intent, just say, cancel, clear, delete. I do not agree with any of these dealings that my counterpart is doing. And then from there, you can have myself or someone who can navigate the unseen and perceive at the level that I can perceive at, just check to make sure that you don't have any of these agreements in play. So all of this essentially funnels into what I call dark money. Everything is an inversion, right? Carl Jung called it the shadow self. I'm of the opinion, honestly, that everything is dark or it's light. It is kind of that binary for me, because there's an illumination, there's divine, and then there's essentially the forgetfulness of that illumination, or there's darkness. Really light is just the absence of photons. So when you're looking at patterns simply, you're either looking at the fullest and highest expression of who you are, or you're dealing with the inversion of that in variations. So that's why I kind of am looping and focusing really intently 
for the last six months on myself at a level I've never worked on or seen any other person do in the field is all about the inversion of patterns and dark X. That could be applied to anything, right? Dark partner, dark mother, dark father, dark sibling, dark, you know, dark money, dark succession, dark inheritance, all of it. And I've been architecting this with a dear friend of mine who's an incredible healer as well. And a lot more will come out to play this next year. A lot of people who are in the masterminds that are that I've launched that are working one-on-one with me are really going to start to see this amplification of the work that I'm doing now after this last round that I went through of integration and clean up on myself. So that's really exciting. I know really a lot about spiritual debt. I know a lot about dark money. I've had to clear so much of this myself. It's probably the reason why I'm able to talk about it now because I'm so fully integrated within it. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's rock and roll. I can teach, I can teach this now. The exciting part is this stuff is really never ending. I say this, that the work is never ending, but you really start to gain momentum and you really start to clear faster and you get these streams of information that are uniquely yours that are just for you to clear. And it's, it just gets really, it gets really exciting. And I know some of you are really starting to feel the benefits of this stuff in this work. So it's really good. So let me tell you how debt actually accrues. Similarly to how our financial system works, if you have in any part of your multiple lives or in life incarnation made a lot of these or accrued bad debt based on the criteria that I said before, and it has not been dealt with or cleaned up in that lifetime, it literally succeeds the surviving parties. If a family doesn't clean up their spiritual debt, it's absorbed by the next line of succession in addition to whatever the individual accrues individually or on their own. So for example, I inherited a lot of my aggregated family's spiritual debt. So did my sister, so did the other siblings in my family, et cetera. And then the line and the lineage that has happened since, my niece, my nephew, et cetera. All of the debt that has not been cleared from its origin or point of inception is on me because I'm aware of it now. Now that I'm aware that we have spiritual debt and I don't do anything about it, that's where things get a little dicey. Essentially, I'm looking at it, choosing not to do anything about it. And now those patterns are really, really ingrained in the fabric of the soul. Meaning it's one thing to not be aware that you have debt. It's another thing to be aware of it and then kind of choosing not to do anything about it. That's when you really are agreeing that you're in agreement then. You kind of own that pattern at a different level and then just gets a little trickier to unravel. You can transcend anything, by the way, you guys. So nothing is ever too scary to transcend. I say that that goes in addition to whatever you do in this lifetime that is outside of the family's agreements. So it's like kind of taking on and piling on a lot of these debts and agreements and imprints and contracts and things like that, that you may or may not be aware that you are agreeing to. And a lot of times we are agreeing to patterns and agreeing to things based on the underlining programs that are running. That's where you kind of don't know what you don't know until you know it. And then once you know it, you got to do something about it. Okay. So let's move on to the six key indicators that you have spiritual debt. Okay. One, you make money, you can't hold on to it. It's a big one. It's kind of like you have these big holes or drains in the little vortices of your hands. You can grab it, but you can't hold on to it. That's a really clear indicator that there is spiritual debt going on. Number two, you tap out at a certain 
income bracket. I know this one really well. This is what was a big indicator for me. I could only earn a certain amount of money even in my corporate life. And I was never able to go beyond that. I'm like, why do I continue to hit these ceilings? So usually it's related to a lot of fear patterns around money or you are owing somebody everything you make. And so there's contracts at play. That's another indicator. Number three, you feel like you have to work harder than those around you just to make ends meet. And I'm not talking about inflation or depression or cultural things that we go through. Just seemingly you look around, even when the economy has been good and you're like, why does it feel like I'm just working so much harder than everybody else and I'm still treading water? That's also a very clear indicator that you have spiritual debt. Number four, you aren't chosen for specific roles. So let's say you have the talent, you have the ability, you have to work harder than everyone around you just to get good grades, to get ahead, that kind of thing. And you are way overqualified for the roles that you're applying for, and yet you're not getting anywhere. And this could be for sports teams, friendship groups, anything that's in that's related to you being chosen for a role. That would be an indicator that you have some kind of spiritual debt. And number six, you always have debt and are subconsciously rejecting wealth in some way. So those who have a lot of spiritual debt tend to hoard, tend to always have debt, and they frivolously spend. So there's overspending and the avoidance and the procrastination around paying bills, and then respending, constantly going into overdraft, no money management, fear of money. Even people who have access to lots of it operate this way. If you have related to any of the six indicators, let's get into what you can do about it. And first, you can obviously work with somebody like me to help you with that stuff. But you can do this stuff on your own, you guys, too. I mean, I know you guys are listening to this to this podcast because you want to have the knowledge and want to be able to do this for yourself. And a lot of it is about removing all the things that aren't you so you can operate from the place that is you, right? From your full potential. But you could also download the Money Moves class on superfreak.co or you can re-listen to the money clips earlier on in this series that I did a few months ago about money debt and money issues and things like that. So first, let's get into it though. Here's some steps. First, you got to write down your money memory, your first money memory. So was it from the maternal line or the paternal line, the M line or the P line? What was your relationship? What was your mother's relationship with money? And what was your father's relationship with money? If you can identify that, identify how you have modeled more of one of each parent's money patterns. From that modeling, where do you experience the most anxiety around money or the most euphoria around money. So you want to talk about the emotion behind it. Remember, currency is fiat. It's highly emotionally charged. So where are you experienced the most confidence with money and where do you feel you experience the most insecurity around money? Now you want to look at what your relationship with money is. How confident are you with having it? And then the industry of it and how confident are you making big money moves? So a lot of it has to do about knowledge and understanding the way that the system works and things like qualitative easing about economics, 
how inflation works, how loans work, how the banking system works, looking into admiralty law, looking at the fact that corporations work a very specific way and our system works a very specific way within that. Maybe I'll do a little bit of a money class on that, but in general, there are patterns that are causing you that are underneath, that are creating the emotions, the thought patterns, and the relationship that you have around money that you want to start to look at. And the third thing is you want to start to identify how knowledgeable you are about the industry itself. So considering that you have people around you, that you read people who are making billions and billions of dollars seemingly overnight with stuff, right? How are they navigating money? And rich dad, poor dad, get that book, right? Like start to understand and get a lot of knowledge around how the financial system works. Because when you feel good about how things work, then you can decide how to navigate it and how to make the moves you make. People who have a lot of confidence and trust in themselves, who have done a lot of the work around money mindset, abundance blockages, and have done a lot of deep clearing around dark money, which I'll be doing a lot more on this year, generally have a regulated nervous system around wealth and money. So whether or not you make six figures, five figures, two figure months, 10 figure months, whatever it is, whatever the money level you're making, the nervous system re response is your first indicator of where your patterns are. Actually, I think I forgot number five of the six clear indicators around money now that I think about it. So I'm just going to loop, <laughs> come back and close that loop. But you have fear around money or are judgmental of those who have it. So if you find yourself like deep in rejection of capitalism or a free market society, if you are in the business, like American culture is all about making business, right? That's what we have founded our principles on. This new nation that's almost 300 years old is about business and innovation and being able to start whatever you want to do and then ideally be successful at what that is. That's what built the middle class for a long time. But if there's an ultimate rejection of what money and power has done to society, it's really just a reflection of our own internal fear and our own internal values around it and opinions around it. Everything is an inversion. Money itself is a consciousness. It's created its own auric field. So the more fear you put into that field, the more people who are not afraid of it will kind of take advantage of. Again, it comes back to your frequency is your currency, the frequency and the, and the currency behind what you do, how you do it, and why you do it, particularly when it comes to making money, is really, really important. Doing things for the money will never ultimately nourish you. Having to strive and feeling like you have to make more of it will never truly nourish you if you're not coming from a place of deep levels of fulfillment. Most people are so leveraged seven ways from Sunday, and they have so much debt and they feel like they can't leave because of X, Y, and Z, a certain job, or they're afraid to because they don't have a connection with their highest self, or they can't logically figure out the linear step system, how they're going to achieve X, Y, Z, that they stay stuck and compliant and money becomes the, mo the motivator for everything. And what happens to those people is they get sick. Or I'll say this type, this archetype who runs that level of patterning around money, it manifests itself physically. That's why I the 1% principle, the 99% principle that you guys heard me talk about a little bit that I talk a lot about in the third part of the book is very few people who have crazy amounts of wealth have created it from a place without having to sacrifice an aspect of who they are. The real 1% in quotes don't sacrifice who they are to have abundance in all directions. And that's the new paradigm. That's what we're moving into. 
it's going to take a while, but that's generally where humanity is going. So it's not checkmate humanity. It really is humanity wins. So just hang, hang tight and start to reconcile your own internal incongruencies, reconcile your own internal polarities around dark many, dark mother, dark father, dark society, dark systems, dark power, really start to unpack the inversions of yourself. And you'll see this reality differently. You'll start to feel more confident about making bigger moves, including investing in yourself. This is definitely the year to do it. This next incarnation, the next five-year period is going to be a huge wave of supporting self-acceleration and self-knowledge and access to self. So it's really the amplification of betting max on who you are and who you want to become. The universe is in big time support of that because we need more primary fundamental authenticity and people operating and coming from that place. If this episode resonated with you, go back, take some notes, ask those questions to yourself, answer those questions. And if you want to dive deeper, look into the mastermind that I have, the high voltage mastermind, or into working one-on-one with me. That is essentially what I'll be focusing on for 2024. Individual sessions will be available periodically. And of course, there's always the group work. Question everything, stay curious, you guys, and I'll see you guys in another episode. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Please make sure to leave a review and follow the fun on social media because that's how it works in this world. In the meantime, get your freak on. I'll see you in the next session.